Jessica Nine. Others spying on us. Can you guess it? Welcome to the TVA show. Hello, people, and uh, welcome to another exciting. You know how they do that in like radio shows where they speak with that very monotone voice. And s- Hello, boys and girls. Yeah. You mean like the deep voice? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the sensual voice. to go deep? No, Hello. I don't actually welcome remember the last time I listened to the radio. Evening jazz. Yeah, neither, neither. Oh, wait. I listened to the radio today, but it's like secondhand on my way to work. So the rider ordered, the, they had like the radio on. So Hello, to some radio. boys and girls. Yeah, I guess that Welcome counts. to yeah, Active FM. You are listening to the TBA show with your host, who does the most, DJ Stones. And with us here today is the DJ, who is kind of under the weather right now. I don't know what's happening to my throat, so I'm just gonna take it in my stride. It's me, the Sim Lord himself, DJ. It, it sounds like constipation. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> constipation. <laughs> But it's the throat. It's constipation yeah, yeah, yeah. of the... Uh, oh. Who's here with us? And over here, it's... Like the Chad of Chads. just quickly composes himself. The, 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 the king of Chads. You know, the anti-simp. Mm-hmm. DJ Chad. Chadson. Yep. Chadison. Yep. Cheddar cheese. Yep. Enchilada. Yep. And today, we're going into the metaverse. I hope you get that joke. Get it? It's a very deep joke. I think it's an inside joke. Yeah, it's an inside joke. Before we let them in, let them enjoy the tunes.
enjoyed those tunes i know Ooh. i did yeah no i was now, like i was like um dancing. last show we spoke about the fact that facebook was going to do a name change rebranding yeah. rebranding well not facebook be now the parent company and facebook will not just just go under it yeah well yeah i guess they they revealed the name yeah which was supposed to be inspired by the metaverse to go on and call themselves meta, meta. I feel like that's like you know. I was speaking <laughs> to DJ Chad about that name. I'm like, imagine, <laughs> imagine saying, "Okay, my company's name is gonna be inspired by you know pumpkins." You know, just the concept of pumpkins, yeah. and then and then calling your your your, your the com- the company pumpkin. It's like yeah, no legit. It's kind of it's, it's so disappointing, unimaginative. Like, you know, like it's like they should have. I think they could have been a bit more creative yeah. with the name. It's and okay. I, I'm sorry, but Meta just sounds like just some off-brand comic book. I get. I feel Meta you. Man. Meta man. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, but I'm Meta man. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind. It, and it, I matter to people. <laughs> it kind of has that. Uh, what I what I kind of at least do give it. It kind of has that. You know, uh, like some uh, like a Netflix anthology series. You know, that futuristic company kind of name. Like yeah. something you'd see out of Black Mirror, like Meta. You know, I work but that's for also not a good thing because something you see out of Black Mirror would <laughs> sounds like an evil corporation. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's Facebook. I, c- I can imagine fifty exactly. years from now, people are just like, oh, everything changed when Meta happened. <laughs> the day he revealed the name, he should have known. Yeah, but I guess all of these parent companies usually are very unimaginative in their names, like Google's parent company, Alphabet. You know, something, something, something that's like kind of weird, yeah. They actually feel like an evil corporation, you know? They're making the, that VR universe of theirs that we're going to oh. get into. But think about it, man. So you have this evil company that basically, um, you know, like, like it could be a movie where you have this evil company that puts people into this virtual like reality, right? And while they're in these cases and they're in their virtual reality, they're using them as like energy of something, you know? Then you have to stop them. Stop the the the, the, the meta. So you think about that. Yeah, makes sense. So, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, had like um pretty much a release uh, or kind of like a, re- a reveal of um uh, the metaverse. Damn, boy, oh boy, I'm actually hype. Like, so I was watching a video that basically um was um showcasing everything that was revealed in that uh, little thing of his, and I'm actually hype. It it looks it looks pretty cool. Like the the fact that you know it's a it's both like a mix of AR and VR. Like you could put on some headset or like glasses they're working on. They're planning on being like a five uh, millimeters thick, oh, but having all this tech inside of it. That's kind of like cool. But anyway, you can put this on and pretty much like um, uh, what do they call it? The something house. Pretty much is like the place you'd go to where you can set up um 
your background, you know, by your house, if you have a window, you know, set up a specific view. Like, uh, it mixes into your, like, place already, like, some other stuff that can only be achieved in AR. Not to mention, then you can even set up, like, uh, a specific room or whatever to meet up with your friends. Like, some location. They can be, they'll be, like, creators, pretty much. If people can create, like, different rooms or locations. Yeah. You can meet up with friends. You can communicate, see them in their avatars or just as a hologram. Like, it's so happy. Even work. So, even thinking about work now. Imagine a workspace where pretty much, let's say you have these glasses. You just go to a table. And that already, as you are there, it sets up your workspace for you. And then you can work remotely as well now. Mm-hmm. While meetings can be just like what we've seen in movies, you know. You can be in there either um, virtually <laughs> completely or you're seeing like holograms of the other people inside. And I think that's, I, that's like where we should be going already as the future. This is like the first steps in the right direction. You know, uh, I remember most with the AR part, a lot of it is similar to what... Um Microsoft was doing with HoloLens. The HoloLens, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a whole uh, augmented reality um, yeah. environment whereby all the way you could have a TV that would be like on your wall, but no. it's not really there, you know? Yeah. Microsoft was very, let me say, they were very um, conserved with it. Facebook yeah. is, I know they're selling us dreams and they're, they're ways away from achieving like what they were what showcasing, they do. but that's exciting. It shows what's possible. Yeah. And this is like pretty much sci-fi become reality. And also the fact that um one other thing pretty much like said street art. Yeah. You could now make AR street art that yeah. you could walk by and if you you could like look at it and it's like animated and stuff be like graffiti or something. Feels like I, have you guys so watched cool. Free Guy? No. Not yet. Oh, it's very me. Ready Player 1. Yeah. It gives me a, what you're saying gives me a lot <laughs> of like free guy vibes yeah. like, but now when, never mind. Yeah, but gonna spoil, please don't spoil. spoil. Don't, uh, don't but spoil. I'm very hype about that. I'm, I'm actually excited. I'm, innovation excites me. I'd like to see where they take it, how uh, they implement it, of course. What um, sucks, of course, I always see like these kind of stuff will be properly perfected, like, you know, a couple of decades from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now. Then I just wish this was a way, <laughs> the fountain of youth. I guess it's kind of sad. It's, and I, we are in the same position as the people who probably got excited for the first computer. I guess where yeah. they saw the potential of it, yeah, but not nev- never got the chance to live to see what it can it's going to fully become, yeah, or fully became, you know. Like I found out the guy who created Control C, you know, the functionality for copy and paste, uh, died a couple of years back. Like I think two, it's two years. Well, back. Uh, but uh, but he got to see it in yeah. action. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's, I was yeah. Wondering how this. How it connects. I don't know. I just felt like I should feed that information. I saw a perfect way to feed (coughs) that information. His legacy should be known. Cool. Just wanted to paste that in there, I guess. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Any other news? I think that's all the news. That's all the news we wanted to talk about. Because we want to speak about something that's quite interesting, you know? Yeah. A new form of sports. Well, no, it's not new. Another form of sports. Yes. Sports pro. Electronic sports. Mm, premium sports. Sports plus. Ultra max. Sports that doesn't require you to leave your house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, have, I have something to say, actually. Did you guys see that the, the MacBook has a notch? Yes. I'm really upset. Why? For one reason. So, I think I was speaking to to, to Stone over here. And we're looking at the, the new iMacs and stuff. And I was like, I was so... I was harping on the fact that the chin is so big and everything like that. Then we turn over and we go to 
the the new MacBooks and it has a notch. And from my understanding, the notch and the iPhones make sense. Yeah. The tech that's in there is necessary, but also you need to have that form factor that competes with other form factors in the industry. Which form factor was Apple competing with here? Can I throw something in there? You know, one thing they also tried to go for was less bezel. And the, the way Huawei uh, basically handled the issue of going less bezels with a front camera yeah, is that they it. on a button. But now it's so weird because now you're on a meeting and then you use the button and it's like facing up your nose. Yeah, the angling behind you it is, is, is bad. But so the thing is... So they eliminated the bezels and did what they did with, with the iPhone. But, with but, it but you see, my argument, my argument here is do you really need that much screen real estate on a laptop? Because at that point, if you need that much, just get a, a monitor. It only makes sense. Because w- when you get to a point, because yeah. even now, especially now with the software, I know this yeah. is, these are things that are going to be ironed out. It's so buggy. And even like, if you think of a laptop, it's been the same for so long that this interface change is going to, be, is going to mess up a lot. It won't be comfortable for a lot of people for a long time. And you know what's crazy, hey? Um, already, like, I guess the response was a far cry from whatever it is they'd hoped to, yep. to have with a notch. So much so, they've come up with a quote-unquote fix for it. So this fix is software, of course, but it's pretty much just putting the bezel back. <laughs> so, so another problem I have with that is, speaking of putting things back, they put back the, the ports. Yeah. <laughs> HDMI. SD no, card. No, the, the, the last one is the kicker. Well, I forgot what it's called, but uh, the charger. Oh, the oh, MagSafe. Yes. The MagSafe charger. Yeah. All this time, people have been using the same stand and they thought, okay, Apple crazy? is moving towards USB-C for everything. I have a theory. I have a theory. So, you know, they lost the case in the, in the EU. And, and oh, also, they removed the, the, the touch bar. I just, I don't, I'm an <laughs> Apple fanboy, but I don't know what's happening. So, 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 this is my theory on that, right? On, on the, the MagSafe, right? So, you know how Apple kind of don't want you, while well, it feels like they don't want you to be able to charge your Mac with um, your, your iPhone with your Mac charger, you know? They want you to buy two separate chargers because now yeah. the charger doesn't money, even come money, in the box money, anymore, money. right? They got sued in China for that, but yeah. uh, let's get around. So now in the EU, they basically lost the case whereby they <coughs> can use a different charging port and now they're forced to use Type-C in the EU yeah. while well, they're going to have to start building it in a way that it uses Type-C. So my theory was they're like, okay, we're going to just change the Mac one back. So now if you get a new Mac with the new iPhone, He's left to get two different charges. You know, I think as we just let's just putting a pin on that one. I think it was kind of a crazy law that came up in the EU. You know, just for the convenience of consumers. Uh, I forgot the the name for it exactly, but just pretty much every all these phones having the same kind of charger. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, that's such a crazy bill to, like, put out. I think it's good. Like, want everybody to just use some one standard. I think I, I like laws like that that mm. yeah. are kind of Protects progressing. The they just progress. I love yeah. progressive laws. Yeah. Not progressive in the general sense, like, mm. okay, inclusion and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's not things I'm really interested in. But yeah. in terms of technology, yeah. Yeah. this shows, like, they have their ear to the ground in, in terms of, like, tech. They understand the problems that occur in, like, terms of tech. Yeah. Like and they 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 putting up a viable solution. Yeah. Like USB C, like making that mandatory for everything wouldn't make sense. It's the latest, like in in tech in terms of like um um charging. Yeah, and it was yeah. only Apple who wasn't yeah. like going to USB C. It was USB-C. only Apple, like for once. So I'm I'm kind of happy for that. Different. And you know, I I, I like the the approach they're going for because I remember in an earlier earlier show when we were speaking about like the whole electrical cars and stuff, and one of the big problems they have is that all outlets are different. 
which then is going to bring a problem when now you have a lot of uh, electrical cars on this side. Yeah. Because now, uh, like petrol stations, if they're going to allow you to charge, you're going to have to buy like five, six different types of charges, which would be an inconvenience to them as well. So, you know, these type of laws are going to eventually have to get to that level where you're going to tell these people, you have to, man- you have to manufacture with this in mind. Yeah. You know? And I, I, we've spoken about this many times, how when law, when these type of laws back up the people, it's always, for, it's always good. Yeah. You know, they don't have anything to gain. Apple has nothing to lose. Uh, it's some they revenue have, for now, but I think yeah. in long term it, it helps. Them. They have some, some revenue to lose. I guess I'm sure it makes <laughs> some, some, some Apple people um, puke a little in their mouth. Knowing that they can use the same charger an Android device uses oh to charge God. their like device. How, how dare they? <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> the puke in their mouths a little. Especially <laughs> these Android users switch to the same type of charger as my Mac. Now I must charge my phone like them. Yep. Speaking of switching, I'm going to switch this to our main topic. Ooh. Bam, bam, Should have said switch back because we, st- we stopped halfway through it. I don't, I don't even think we started. <laughs> I think we just spoke about esports in general. Yeah. yeah. No, we actually just said the word esports. Yeah, I think we just said. We repeated it. Yeah, we just reported. <laughs> with some synonyms and some jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so we're speaking plus. about the rise of esports. Uh, this is going to be the first part of this. We'll probably do the second part, not the next mm. show. This can be after. such a. Probably even a four part show. Hey? Yeah. We'll see. And basically, it's it's quite crazy because I was looking at some stats about this. And esports in the last, like, yes, it's been obviously growing in probably like the last five, ten years. But in the from 2019 to 2021, the amount of like views that have been coming into um, the the esports scene. I was reading between 2019 and 2020, like live streams were getting all like uh, according to. Um, I'm trying to find the source I was using, Newzoo, right? Mm-hmm. According to Newzoo, there was a study that was done and about, um, was it 532 million people were watching like gaming live streams between 2019 and 2020. Mm. And it's risen up to 600 million people in 2021. Yeah. And basically what's happened is now with the whole pandemic, the attendance, not, not only the attendance as in people that watch, but people that join Esports competition has shot up the roof. Yeah. And it's quite crazy. They, it's like, and it's, it's, it's been in this short period, you know? Obviously, like what they've been building for years is that about like 500 million. Yeah. But literally in the last year alone, it has jumped up by an extra 100 million. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you know, I think what's interesting for me is esports is kind of this, the whole humble beginnings. It literally just yeah. started, at, I think, here, it, they, they basically state that around in 1972, yeah, in 72, 72, with the whole thing of basically just five students got together and played like a game together. Yeah. Space and War, I think. What space is it? War. Uh, I think the name of it is Intergalactic, Intergalactic Space War yeah. Olympics. Yeah, so yeah, from yeah. that to your things like Street Fighter. Which kind of paved the way for yeah. other um, 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 games of that variety and stuff, and I think that's what's insane for me. I think even what I think it's Doom, yeah. which had like a four-player mode where you could yeah. play with yeah. your friends online. And that paved the way for a lot of what and esports Quake like and looks like. And those, what was the other one from from Epic Games? Quake. No, there was that other one. Oh yeah, uh, Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Yes. You know, but for 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 the for the um, I don't want to use the word uneducated. 
for the yeah. um, uninitiated. Uninitiated. What is esports? Electronic sports. I I'm <laughs> electronic sports. It's in the so, game. So so pretty much yeah, esports is basically um competitive uh gaming. Yeah. So playing video games competitively. Um pretty much uh, or a lot of the times or all of the time to like a crowd of people, you know. Yeah. So to an audience and uh for a cash prize. Yeah, which can be like a virtual audience, so that's like yeah. streaming to people or just like yeah. a live audience. Yeah. So video games competitively is esports for 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 the uninitiated. Yeah, and I think for me what what was always interesting, I remember I watched quite a long video essay on just like fighting tournaments and just yeah. the growth of that and how big that was and how I think impactful that was in the esports yeah. scene because a lot of that a lot of the hype we have over gaming and esports stems from the tournaments we'd have for like yeah. your fighting games, your FPSs and stuff. Yeah. And that developed into the culture that we have of watching it. Yeah. And obviously the natural step for that were things like Twitch. Yeah. Which was probably the biggest contributing factor to oh, I think the largest I think it yeah. launched in around twenty twenty eleven. Twenty eleven, yep. Yeah. So from twenty eleven, I think Twitch has been the biggest contributor to just the interest in esports. Yeah, in twenty thirteen the the, the platform platform got about 13 billion uh, minutes of videos on, on their service which is insane yeah and i think that's amazing because twitch kind of became the the youtube of gamers yeah in the sense that okay it's live streaming but it gave everyone the platform to to, to show yeah. what and they the can do the two most viewed stuff were league of legends <laughs> and dota 2 yes <laughs> but you know what's crazy when you actually look into it especially um seeing kind of like how video games i guess um after or during even during their boom in the 90s and all in the 70s and 80s kind of stigmatized you know against yeah. like yeah. the child yeah. who plays video games is rotting his brain you know but you know what's interesting about that yeah. with you speaking about uh, the stigma behind it a lot of the people who were stigmatized against became very passionate about it. Exactly. Because it was the escape exactly. from reality. Yeah, it yeah. was the escape from whatever life yeah. was giving them. So what's interesting now is that those people have evolved to become the very gatekeepers of this gaming industry. Which is interesting. Because they're so protective over what they cherish so yeah. much. Yeah. Like even when new people come into the scene, you'll notice in a lot of games, it's very hard to get into as a new person. Yeah. Because yeah. then there'll be a lot of people who kind of gatekeep yeah. it and that yeah. translates into toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting that these very people who found an escape in yeah. esports are the very people now trying to like gatekeep that. And, and it's not even in esports only you know i find it as well in a lot of the communities around these games you know how people have because there was a online game i played and luckily for me i came in when the game was quite early so i became one of those well-known members and stuff but like i stopped playing for the game for a while and i stayed on their discord channel and like the treatment of new players started bothering me because you know it was this thing of this is our community and like who are you getting into it? And I was like, it's kind yeah, of, it, it, of suckish. Yeah, it goes to that thing of since they're so passionate about this, they want to root out the quote-unquote normies. Yeah. So people who don't take this game as seriously as they do. Yeah. But of course, there is that gatekeeping. But one thing I have noticed 
um, with all all these kind of video games is that once you break through that barrier, it's almost like you're being tested. Because <laughs> yeah. now once you become good at it, you become accepted into the community. Yeah. And one thing I can give like a lot of these video games is that the communities can be actually something pretty beautiful. Yeah, it can no. be something pretty good. Yeah. I'm thinking now. So I was about to say, not really, but then no. Yes, I feel like you, you get two d- spectrum. You know, you get ones that are very nice, and you get yeah. League of Legends. I mean, you get bad ones. You know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah you know. The you know. What I'm Something crazy. So in 2013, right, a yeah. university and colleges in the United States, right, such as Robert Morris University of Illinois, and uh, the Pineville recognized esports players as varsity level athletes and they were offered athlete scholarships that's that's amazing that is- in 2017 an association was built called texas esports um, association which is basically a entertainment college for esports i hope i, I hope i'm making sense you know time something no yeah i feel like yeah. i just got lost myself in the in the sentence no, 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 no. yes but basically i heard inter- entertainment sports entertainment it's an entertainment college for yeah. esports, which is not that's crazy now, you know. Like, this thing like went just from five guys playing a game to people actually getting scholarships, you know. Especially, now, I almost kind of like treat this as us kind of just giving some um summaries and some of the things that have happened and not really us going into depth, not but yet. like one of the things that's crazy is how big it has become so much so that um. Uh, players that win the Dota 2 tournament in the international go on to shake the president's hand. Yeah, like yeah. you go on to meet the president of your and, country and for after winning the um, international. Just, Dota just, 2. just, just so first the footnote for our listeners. I think why we speak about Dota a lot and you hear that word a lot on the show is because we all play. That's the one sport that we, all, the, the one esport that we all play together. Yeah. Dota yeah. Two, best esport best, game, best game Better in the world. Um, so yeah, so sorry, good. you can continue. Yeah, so Putin. <laughs> For example, yes, the recent winners I, I were sorry, a Russian sorry, team. You have to appreciate his joke. Put in, as in his now you're about to speak about their meeting. So the the recent winners was a Russian team. Um, uh, yeah, a team of Russian guys. And since winning the international, over 18 million US dollars. Eh, yeah. the prize pool was over 40 million US dollars, which is ridiculous. But anyway, they won this, yeah, and they went on to shake. Money the hands of the president. Yeah. This was the same for the previous one as well. Yeah, those are things that normally are reserved for like Olympic gold medal. So I think what's interesting about that, it's that was something that was reserved for like Olympic level athletes yeah. where like gold medalists would, move, yeah. would meet the president of the nation. And that's just the, the, the place it's gotten to. And it's only like 40 years, maybe. Yeah. And that's the craziest part. Like sports like in the Olympics have been here for hundreds of years. Yeah. And to think that this little subculture of gamers went from that to being able to meet the president yeah. putin himself <laughs> you know i think what's kind of given it that kind of um uh how can I say badge of legitimacy or it being taken seriously is just been the prize money yep. the fact that you can actually win money from this and it can become yep. a job yep and also uh I, I this is now also me mostly looking at things like how the international is set up you know um the way they do it, where it's now like the best of regions, you know. And yeah. now, as soon as you do that, country pride gets pulled in. Yeah. Uh, you look at some of these teams, especially like your Chinese and your Russian teams, it's mostly all Chinese or mostly yeah. all Russian. 
And now because of the, 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 it's no more like this little cult following that's happening in the world for gaming. It's a huge one. So obviously the Chinese will get a hold of them like, yeah, that's good propaganda. Chinese, Chinese people are the best at everything. So now there's that push there. Russia will see that and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mother Russia is the Mother best. Mother Russia is yeah. the best. United States will see it and they'll yeah. be like, yeah. <laughs> they don't have some oil. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sorry. I'll talk about this so, later. But it's, it, it's been too good. There have been a lot of, but the fighting game, especially the retro game, the arcade games, yeah. were like big. They, they, they helped push these games yeah. up. Then your fighting games and really one, did something. Another one that was big as well was Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty is more of the later ones, but you see the earlier guys were your fighting games. Because if you think Starcraft, of Starcraft, if you think Starcraft of it, right? put esports on the map. Yeah. A, a lot of these things was also very big when um, Call of Duty was entered into the exports. Yes, yes, yes. That was out of nowhere. It was considered an extreme sport, and people yeah. were like, "Wow!" Because uh, people who I know who weren't even like big in like like gaming and stuff were like shocked because yeah. they were like, "Yo, there's a game in the esports yeah. now." I mean, in the in the X Games now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, crazy enough, even uh, b- before it was Dota, uh, my favorite game at that time had been had been StarCraft actually for a very long time. Yeah. Before I discovered the Dotes. Yes. But uh, the, both these games very big in ter- in terms of pushing the esports up. Yeah. And it goes to show with Dota being a crowd funded, uh, the prize pool uh, is crowd funded. Yeah. So it even goes to show how much of a backing um, there is now with esports. Of course, they still, um, the whole thing, especially with some parents, you know, as their child uh, wishes to get into competitive gaming, still not taken seriously in some places over getting a real job. But it's almost now beginning to question where do you draw the line on what is a real job and what isn't. You know, as we spoke about China, for me, I think what China did best. Um, and one of the things I'll commend them for is they made the whole subculture of gaming normal. Yeah. Especially, it's 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 mostly you'll see it in your Asian countries, Southeast yes. Asian countries, yeah. Yeah. your Taiwan, your Singapore, your yeah. China, and Tokyo. Not Tokyo. I mean Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the it's like of Tokyo. they made it acceptable to be a gamer. Yeah. It, it was normal to spend all your time at the internet cafe playing these games. So much so, they would set up specific kind of internet cafes where you can have a kind of like a LAN party or computers with like games built into them or a yeah. specific game where people can just come in. And like and in play. places like Singapore, that's still normal. Yeah. And I think that's what fostered this culture and fostered what esports looks like today with the community yeah. and, and the community backing is places like that that made it normal where all the pros that we know now and the pros of before came from those places. Like even now, a lot of, a lot of the pro scene that we'll look at and even Dota is dominated by those places that made it acceptable yeah. mm. to be like someone in esports. Yeah, like yeah. as you mentioned uh, 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 maybe it, was, it wouldn't be an acceptable job in some places, but yeah. they made it an acceptable job. Pretty much. That's why you're, you see your Europe dominating, Asia yeah. dominating a lot of the times in esports, even in general. Yeah. yeah. And on that dominating note. Thank you. I was trying to think of a segue. I'm like, I don't have a segue. We are ending the <laughs> show for now. This is part one of the rise of esports. Yeah. You will be getting a part two soon, but not soon enough because we. Have to sign out. Peace. Peace. From the wall to the floor, you just can't take no more. Feels like all hope is gone. You fight your battles, right your wrongs. He'll guide you through the storm. You will never belong.
Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gap and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM. 